that love coming home to a new package on their doorstep. Today I got to come home to this awesome Comics for Fun and Profit shirt on mine, and you can too. If you go to comicsfunprofit.threadless.com, you can check out their cool merch and get a shirt just like me. That was comicsfunprofit.threadless.com. Join the club. It's where all the cool kids are. It's time once again for our winter giveaway. This giveaway is very simple to enter. Um, be a patron. So the easiest way to enter is go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit, become a patron at any level at our Patreon um, site, and you can do it that way. You can also enter by going to Threadless and buying some merch and tagging us in a photo of you in said merch. So if you like one of our t-shirts or hats or whatever, and you go to, th- you go to comicsfunprofit.threadless.com and find uh, all our merch and like some of it, buy it, wear it. You can either tag us in social uh, with you wearing it or send us a photo of you wearing it and you're entered. So those are the two ways. Be a patron and buy merch. Um, and then you get entered in our, in our winter giveaway, which is fun swag giveaways of um, photos and stickers and signed comics, um, just like our fall giveaway was. And... We had five lucky winners win stuff in our fall fall giveaway. So we're hoping to um, have as many entrants this time that we can give away that many again. So be a patron, buy merch, enter the winter giveaway. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the quarter bin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarter Bin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. Aloha! It's Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing Bron Stoker winner and a very good friend of the podcast, James Aqualone. Now, he is here to promote um, his new series, The Omega 11. It's a Kickstarter. It's a five-part miniseries. This campaign um, for the first issue that is titled The Merlin Job. And when this um, interview goes li- um, is uh, released, it the campaign is live, and it will end on March 7th. Now, listeners, I'm going to let you know um, we were waiting for Zach um, Atkinson, the um, artist, um, on this series to join us um he's probably a little bit delayed so if you hear me kind of go ladies and gentlemen here's zach so just to let you know that you know he you know he may join us a little bit later in the interview james welcome back to the podcast how are you doing today i'm doing great it's always great to be on the show with you jason i think this is like what time yes it is in like what two three years has it been wow okay yeah, yeah, we just did this, I think, a couple of months ago. No, I felt like we did. No, we yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I know we did. We, <laughs> we did two last year. We did one to um 
Pena Promota, Cole Shack, the 50th anniversary graphic novel. I am yeah. going over that. We um to promote the um Shakespeare Unleash. Mm-hmm. And then you came back um about like a month later to and I know listeners you can't see this, but I ha- he promoted the the Dead Detective Society um anthology. Yeah. Oh, here's Zach. I'm gonna I'm going to admit Zach, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. Um, while Zach is, um, we're waiting for Zach to come on. I'm just going to go over some, you know, some of Zach's past works and current works. Now, not Zach's. I'm sorry, James. Now, James has written the Dead Jack Zombie Detective novel series. Now, in the last two to three years, James has accomplished a lot in the in the following in in the last two three years. He is the owner of Monstrous Books. That is a um, that is a, a monster. Um, that's a monster um, magazine comic. Um, he was the editor on these amazing and successful Kickstarters anthologies: Cole Shack, the Night Stalker, 50th Anniversary Graphic Novel, Classic Monsters Unleashed, Shakespeare Unleashed, the first volume of Dead Detective Society, and and the monster comic magazine Monstrous. He has won a Brown Stroker Award, two Rondo Classic Horror Awards, and is a Scribe Award. Um, James, I'm I, I'm not being sarcastic. Did I did I miss any of the um did I miss any of the <laughs> awards or anything? I, I you know I'm, <laughs> no, that's fine because I think it's great. I forget too. Yeah, it's it's so cool, and also too um, and also. James will have um, a new Dead Jack story in an upcoming issue of Weird Tales magazines. That uh, the title is "Dead Jack and the Mystery of Room 216." So, James, I'm going to ask you. You want to add anything else to that? No, that's that's way uh, uh, enough. Okay. All right. I'm going to see if Zach can. Zach, are you Zach? Can you hear yeah. us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, Zach. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, sorry about that. No, don't don't worry, Zach. Don't worry. So I'm Zach. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have um Zach Atkinson. He is the artist on the the Omega Eleven um series. Um, I'm just gonna go, Zach. I'm just I'm just gonna start jumping in. I'm just gonna um go over some of your works you have worked on young and i this is what i've got from the um, press release and please feel free to add anything um you've done young justice transformers i know you've done a lot of covers for some of the dc comics um and you were the artist for nancy a collins story in the first monstrous um um comic book magazine and the story was called monster rally Mm -hmm. i love that that was a great story that was a great yeah. short story. That Thank was you. Great. Now, um, before I continue on, I just want to mention to the listeners, you know, we, you know, recently within the last week, now Nancy A. Khan, she's the writer of Sonia Blue, and she also did a two-year run of the Swamp Thing back in the 90s. During that run, that's when the Swamp Thing, during her run, the Swamp Thing um, changed from a regular DC title to a vertical title. Um Nancy was hospitalized recently, and we just want to wish her a very speedy recovery. So, Nancy, please, I hope, you know, please get well soon. 
So now James and Zach, I'm going to ask, um, do you guys, did I miss anything? Do you guys want to add anything? No, that's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. No, thanks, Zach. All right. Now, shout out before we really start diving in. I want to give a big shout out to Hannah Behedria at Superfan Promotions for asking us Comics for Fun and Profit to interview James and Zach. And Hannah, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. Zach and James, I'm going to ask, you know, do you guys want to add anything to that? Oh, she's been great. Yeah. Yes, she is. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, thank you. All right. James, I'm going to start off with you. Um, where can listeners follow you on social media? Um, where can they follow me? Yes. Uh, I think the best thing to do is to go to monstrousbooks.com. That has all the, the links to all the social media and, and everything else. Okay. And Zach, what about you? Uh, zacksart.com, Z-A-C-S art. And, uh, I'm just at Zach Atkinson at, uh, all the things like Instagram, Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a Facebook. I'm on Facebook all the time. People can find me pretty easily, I think. Okay. All right. We're just going to jump right. Well, actually, before we jump into the Kickstarter, um, Zach, I'm going to start up with you. How did you guys, how did you guys meet? We just met last week, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 uh, we, we've, uh, we've been chatting online for about a couple of years. Uh-huh. And, uh, I never even realized it till we did our first broadcast that we never really like talked face to face before. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I forgot how we like <laughs> you hired me for a coloring job, right? Yeah, it was it was like my first graphic novel. I was I I got right. uh, I, I got in a deal with Action Lab, mm-hmm. uh, which didn't work out. So the the comic <laughs> got, but then I needed someone to color it. So I think it was uh, one of those Facebook groups, and. Uh, yeah, that's how I met Zach, and, and his stuff was amazing. So I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, you know, like those Facebook groups, who are you going to find, you know? And then uh, yeah. you know, Zach had, like, you know, amazing credits, and, and his work was really good. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. So he, and he did an amazing job coloring that comic, and it, 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 that comic looked cool, but uh, but then it never it never happened. So so then I just kept hiring from, from all my other jobs. So I think that was, like, five years ago. Crazy. And Zach, you know, thank you very much for mentioning that that you guys that literally like you and James start to like really met, you know, just recently start to talk because I almost I forgot that I need to mention that I got some of my information from the audio podcast Slice of Sci-Fi. Now that was dated on February third. Listeners, if you guys get a chance, please check out that great interview. That was a fun interview that you guys did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Actually, I'm going to start off with you, Zach, because now we're going to talk about the Omega 11. And then, James, you know, please chime in anytime. Zach, what is the story about? Oh, it's about a uh, time traveler, uh, not unlike Doctor Who. He's a bit of a pastiche. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, he's he he runs into some problems, so he's got a he's got to pull off an epic heist, mm-hmm. and uh, so he he goes around time and recruits all the best thieves from legend mm-hmm. to uh, pull pull off this epic heist. Uh, that's that's kind of the overview of the what the whole series is going to be about. Mm-hmm. The first issue is going to be uh, kind of centered on Camelot and uh, him and Artful Dodger, which is uh, sort of his uh, short round mm-hmm. uh, to his to his Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. Although although they're very much not uh, as uh, as impressive, I guess as. <laughs> As it well, he's not as impressive as Indiana Jones, maybe, or Doctor Who, but he's mm-hmm. he's he's impressive in his own right. But uh, mm-hmm. and Artful Dodger's not 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 quite short round. He's more of a uh, less martial arts and more um, artillery and <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, and stealing. Mm-hmm. Now. James, I'm going to ask, how did you get involved with this? Well, this was initially Zach's idea. So Zach came to me with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he'd been thinking about it for years. And he had he had tons of uh, illustrations for the, the characters and, and the ships. So he, he's been toying with his idea of Dr. Omega um, doing this heist and having all these characters already. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think what he, he just needed someone to kind of put it together and, and make sense of like, you know, of, the, of a story and, and, mm-hmm. a, and a plot. I think it was just basically exact yeah. um, like just kept adding more and more characters. Like, what do we do this? <laughs> we do this character, that character. And I was like, all mm-hmm. right, well, we kind of, well, how do they fit into the story and that type of thing? So I think that's what he was looking yeah. for me to come in and, and try to, to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have anything cohesive. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of ideas on top of ideas. No, yeah. And re- really, the, this first issue is this James is basically just James taking the ideas and kind of just parsed it like way down to where it's you know an understandable beginning for everything. Mm-hmm. And Artful Dodger is like was like his idea to Adam, you know. And I was like, oh okay. I mean, uh, like I wasn't really thinking about that. And now he's like my favorite character, so. <laughs> That is so cool. Um, James, I'm going to start off with you. What? Now, James, like you said, Zach had all these ideas. um, When he presented to you, you 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 start to try to you molded a story around this. What inspired you guys to create this story? Like, you know, was it like was there inspirations from books or movies Well, I could tell you, I'm a big Alan Moore and Warren Ellis fan. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was, I'm sure, definitely in there. Mm -hmm. That kind of seems like the obvious thing. But really, what I've been kind of telling people is like Planetary was like probably what really started the, gave me the impression of doing old, like classic, pulp mm-hmm. characters because uh warren else would take these characters and just kind of make like a pastiche of them that's kind of yes. like what he was really doing and uh you know he did it for like superman and batman but in planetary he's going back and doing it for like doc savage and the shadow mm-hmm. and tarzan 
And I really wanted to do that. I wanted to do like a Justice League of like Doc Savage, Shadow, mm-hmm. and Tarzan, and like Sherlock Holmes or Soro and all these characters. And uh, like the more I look, you know, look into it, I was like, okay, Doc Savage and Shadow and all these guys aren't public domain. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what's public domain that you can actually use. And yes. that was kind of like Tarzan, sorta, kinda, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zora is sort of, kind of, maybe. Sherlock definitely is, and all these other things. And then the uh, idea of how to bring them together. And then I kind of stumbled across Dr. Omega. And he was mm-hmm. just going from that people think, not mm-hmm. saying he really was, but people think he was the inspiration for Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. He looks just like uh, William Hartnell, the first Doctor Who. Oh, okay. like, like the way they drew him back in the day, like, er, er, you know, and, uh, but you know, he wasn't that, but I was like, okay, well, we have our public domain, Dr. Who, mm-hmm. this is a guy who can go back through time and collect all these, you know, cause all, all these characters are like, you know, hundreds of years apart sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, so that's kind of, that, that's kind of a how, mm-hmm. and then the, the why kind of turned into a heist mm-hmm. and james sort of had the idea of just making them all thieves like i was just going to pick like every cool person i could think of mm-hmm. so making them all thieves and doing the heist mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the oceans 11 thing kind of came in and it's like okay that's that all kind of makes sense and and is is a little bit more uh, of original idea mm-hmm. yeah James, I'm going to ask you, so how did you come up with the heist idea and you want to include the Artful Dodger? Where did that come from? <clears throat> I guess the Artful Dodger came from just like I was thinking of thieves. And um, I guess, you know, like I, I'm the guy who did the Shakespeare Unleashed. So I'm, I'm always thinking like literary stuff. So that's yeah. you know, not what you would consider. You know, he's not in the, you know, the pulp world. So uh so that's sometimes where my mind goes. So <laughs> I thought, oh, the awful Dodger would be really cool um, to use here. So yeah, I mean, we were thinking like um, along the line of, of thieves, and then actually, there are tons of like, yeah, like, domain thieves. Uh-huh. Like, like, the most famous characters are thieves. You know, like Aladdin's a thief. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, technically, you you could say like Indiana Jones is a thief. Yeah. Too. He's, you know, he's raiding those. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a tomb raider. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of those characters, you know, were were thieves. So I was like, oh, that that um, that works. Um, mm-hmm. Robin Hood uh, is yeah. a thief. It's a thieves. Um, so I was like, okay, that 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 really works. That 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 falls in line with what we're doing. And um, uh, you know, Scarlet Pimpernel too. You, you, you know, so they were always like, e- either they're a thief or they're, or they're like, you know. They're pulling road. off of, like uh, road like 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 mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm sure we'll go we'll, we'll throw in some characters who aren't technically thieves. We'll 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 um you know we'll f- figure out some way of getting them in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough because we want to talk about these characters, but we can't give it away. Either. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> so a lot of these characters won't show up until later in the in the series too. Oh, so okay. Um, because the first the first issue was really them in Camelot, and, mm-hmm. and it, we kind of ease into it. So it really is this epic story because we're, we're we're really starting a little earlier before mm-hmm. they get to the eleven too. So um, 
So I don't want to like spoil it where yes. we're getting, but I guess you could figure where we would go, you know, if we're, if we're talking, um, these public domain thieves, mm-hmm. um, there'll be some other surprises too, because, um, I guess we could talk about this, but, but, but a lot of the characters will be kind of, um, like hybrids, like they'll, they'll, they'll be, uh, like, like two characters in one. Yeah. yeah. Because we have like, we call it the Omniverse. So, so mm-hmm. we're not calling it the multiverse, you know, so we don't get sued. <laughs> but uh, basically, it's, uh, you know, like the worlds are melding into to each other. And, and then you'll see uh, characters who, who, who are like, um, you know, like, like two characters in one type of thing, you know. So that should be interesting uh, how we do that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But we'll see more of that probably more in like, like the second issue, third issue where we get the, the other characters start coming in. Yes. Um, but this issue is, is 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 pretty cool in that. Uh, see again, I, it's hard to talk about because we yeah. be giving it away. But uh, <laughs> but whatever what happens in issue one is basically then you know leads into this whole chain of events that with things mm-hmm. that kind of recently go uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know we can't spoil anything, um, and it's good, and I know you guys. I, I think one thing I love about what you said, James, is that it's the omniverse where you're going to start seeing um, some of these characters, you know, like we go, oh, that personality reminds me of this literature character, but also this other literature. But I love it how you guys are going to merge them together. That's going to that I, I'm looking forward to reading that. That's going to be great. Um. Zach, I'm going to start with you because one of the char- of course, one of the characters is Dr. Omega. Um, and James, he chime in at any time because when I because when I when I heard about the Kickstarter, I kept thinking, oh, Dr. Omega must be this new character you guys created and stuff. But actually, no, it's not right. So Zach, I'm going to start off with you, right? Because Dr. Omega is not is basically. Uh, first appeared i think in like um like in french literature back in 1906 so how did you heard about how did you hear about dr omega god i don't know i think i was just looking for public domain characters Mm -hmm. and i kind of stumbled across them i mean people like adapted them yes like over time so it's like it's he he was he's sort of known and uh, I read an article about something about like you know Doctor Who and mm-hmm. the connections there. Um, we are just kind of riffing on it. We, mm-hmm. It's it, he's not like particularly a close adaption. I, I don't even know if we're making him French. <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's fine. I mean, it, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's yeah. You, you know, we got he. He's pretty much our own character. Yeah. Uh, we we took the name and uh, the basic, uh, just elements of the story, like his his uh, ship is a cosmos. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it, it, it runs on repulse sight, and uh, that's that's one yeah. of the things he's looking for is repulse sight, mm-hmm. so he can kind of so he can keep maintenance on his ship and keep fixing the ship, and mm-hmm. you know things go down where he really has to find find the the stuff to really uh you know travel through time and mm-hmm. fix some things yeah so uh yeah we're we're just kind of taking the the bare bones 
basic mm-hmm. qualities of the character. Uh, you know, his his ship could uh, bend time and space, but mm-hmm. you know, his I don't I don't know if there was even really a lot of stories uh, no, yeah. of of his original thing. So mm-hmm. a lot of it was just him going to Mars. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're we're kind of adding a lot to him. No, but that's good. James, off the cuff question before oh well yeah before Zach approached you with you know his ideas have you ever heard of Doctor Omega? No, I I had I'd never heard of him. So uh-huh. um, but it sounds like a character that you should know. It sounds like a character that was well known. Yeah, like, you know, Omega, right? So uh-huh. I, I was like I it sounds familiar, but no, I I'd never heard of him, and and um. And I don't know uh, from from talking to other people like a lot of people weren't familiar with him and and I think that the you know it was written in in uh, French in like 1906 yes. but I think it was only translated into English like a few years ago so I don't oh. think anyone, so that's why I don't think anyone was aware of it unless yeah. you were like, like a super like Doctor Who fan or something so it wasn't like um, this well known book. Mm-hmm. But then they started doing like uh, the Doctor Omega stories, like just maybe like within the last like ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think uh, too many people did know about this character. Mm-hmm. Or um, so I don't feel too bad about that. So. Okay. Um, James, I'm going to ask you this question. You know, um. Actually, no. Um, sorry, let me go back a little bit. Um, yeah, actually, James, I'm going to ask you this question. Will readers see one or two of your familiar characters in this series popping up? And Man. if you say no, that's fine. <laughs> or you say you can't tell, that's fine, too. <laughs> I think we're going to see um, some of the characters mm-hmm. um, later on, yeah. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Like, they, like I was talking to you before, I was saying that there's going to be more big news coming in a few months. Uh huh. So we might have uh, licenses for other characters. Okay. Well known. Yeah. So they, they might show up too. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think you'll definitely see, even even if it's just like a cameo thing, I think we'll see a lot of other characters in there. But yeah, that'd I'm... be fun to play with yep. other characters. I would love to. Well, we can say this, James, and I know you guys can't do it because, but it would be funny to see a um some type of news reporter with a straw little hat and used car salesman <laughs> just mm-hmm. popping up in a panel or two, you know. <laughs> we might see that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, I like the idea that you know that this is. That this is going to be five issues, and um, what I like about this is that it's nice because you guys already have your story already. You guys already have your story, but I love it how you guys are going to have this in five issues, and um, I, I um, and I can't wait because you know why? It's I love because it's going to build the anticipation for the next issue. That's the thing I love about this. This is great, you know. Um, now for this, I'm going to start talking about the campaign. Um, Zach, I'm going to start off with you and James jump in, please feel free to jump in. May I ask what are some of the tiers in the, um, Kickstarter campaign? 
Uh, well, James is definitely better at uh, answering this question than me, but um, we're going to have three or four variants. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to have T-shirts, uh, stickers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm going to be offering um, commissions through uh, nice. the campaign campaign as well, mm-hmm. and uh, lots get lots sketch covers, and then mm-hmm. just general like nine by 12 commissions mm-hmm. um uh uh james's guy who did the cover of what was it uh, the cover of monstrous was he gonna that was he donating the cover for his monstrous oh, yeah 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 ross braun's morlock cover is gonna we're gonna have the original art for that yeah original art for that and then uh i think james is gonna add some of his comics too yeah i think we're gonna and like a lot of the monstrous stuff from before, so we'll, we'll probably have um, mm-hmm. Olchak stuff um, mm-hmm. and Dead Detective Society and all that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we're gonna do like a, a, a Doctor Omega drug trading card set. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, then that'd be pretty cool. In each one, like a, a sketch card. Yeah. So like yeah, Zach will will draw something as like the fifth card. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that's basically it. I don't want to go too crazy. So, you know, sometimes the campaigns have too many rewards and it gets confusing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's probably about what we would have. So basically, like the covers and then like a lot of original mm-hmm. art, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll have, you know, another issue of Monstrous will be like like one of the other main rewards. So every every campaign I try to to fund another uh, issue mm-hmm. of a magazine. And that's a perfect segue, James, because um now please correct me if I'm wrong, because when I saw the press release, um because I think is it monstrous issue three that you guys are gonna be featured in this Kickstarter campaign? Is it number three or number two? Number two. Oh, okay. see, that, the the thing was that um we're trying to get distribution with with Diamond. Mm-hmm. They want they want a bunch of issues. So what I was thinking of doing is taking um well we did uh with Shakespeare Unleashed we we had done a mini comic with it which is basically was the same format as um, Monstrous. Mm-hmm. So what I was what I'm probably gonna do then if we get distribution with Diamond is then to turn that Shakespeare Unleashed comic into an issue of Monstrous. Oh, nice. Um, yes. So we have, well, I'll have three issues. Yes. Um, I was thinking of making the 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 Morlock issue issue three, and then making Shakespeare two. Mm-hmm. But then I don't want to screw up the the numbering. So if we do Shakespeare, I think I'll just make that issue zero. Okay. Yeah. Out. So so then we'd have the three issues um with with those three. So I mean, yeah, Shakespeare was basically my. I was kind of like playing around with that format. Yeah, and I said this is cool, so I don't just make this a magazine anyway. So it, it basically is an issue of of monstrous. Mm-hmm. It was four pages. We had about twenty pages of comics. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, we're, we're striving for with monstrous is to make it at least like a twenty pages of of comic book art, and then we have like a short story and yes. art, an article. So in in this issue, it'll be a time travel theme. Mm-hmm. One story yeah. then will yeah. be a more uh, story. And which will be about 20 pages. Well, so I'm just going to do the one story, um, make it long, 
called Rise of the Morlocks, where the Morlocks find the time machine uh, and then travel back to like 1970s New York. And then they Mm -hmm. set up underneath the the New York City subway. Mm -hmm. So we'll have that. And J.K. Woodward will be doing the art for that. And then I'm going to do a reprint of H.G. Wells. It's his first time travel story. Uh Uh-huh. Before the time machine, he had done a short story that was kind of playing around with the same ideas. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's called like the uh, I forget it's like something like the Chronic Argonauts or something or something mm-hmm. weird. Uh but we'll re- have a, we'll reprint that and then we'll, we'll have some uh um original uh short stories as well. So we're we're taking submissions for that. So uh, after the campaign people can submit uh flash fiction mm-hmm. uh and an article and, and and then we'll if if we could fit it in we'll probably have if and if it's it's cool if anyone has like a a comic four pages and less mm-hmm. maybe throw that into now listeners you know i've got monstrous the first issue i love it because it's like james has described it you know there's um comic there's it's it's mixed in with comics comic book stories short stories and they've reprinted um in the first issue the man who walked on air by michael um um a- avalon um yeah uh, that's um david's father writer of uh, yeah. david avalon yeah. yes and i you know it's so i think the thing i love about james is that you guys are you and zach um are bringing back like almost for like a forgotten character like dr omega i mean we're talking this character you know when 1906 um and james i know you said that you know that they brought this character you know they, they was like recently translated and they probably did some other stories and zach i think you said that i think they did comics too but but the thing is but you guys are also pushing it a little bit more forward too into introducing it to new audience because if not you know these characters would be lost in time and james i love it how you said that in monstrous too you guys are going to reprint um, um, an H.G. Wells original short story before he did the time machine. Because again, mm-hmm. it's one of these stories that would have been literally lost forever unless someone buys, an, you know, because, you know, uh, one of those um, H.G. Wells compilations, you know, it, it's not going to be widely, widely known to the public. Yeah, I don't think this short story is that well, well known. Yeah. Oh, but... This is so cool. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. Um, I'm going to continue. I'm going to start slowly wrapping things up. Um, Actually, James, before I um, start wrapping things up, um, I also want to talk about the um, campaign. You know, for your um, monstrous number two, I'm just, you have, you've already mentioned you're going to have an H, the HG Wells um, short story. You already got. Um, you're going to write one of the comments with um, J.K. Um, Woodward. Do you have any other writers or artists lined up for um, that issue, the monstrous issue? No, not yet. We're going to take submissions. So if they, okay. if anyone wants, monstrousbooks.com. Mm-hmm. We'll or the the rest of the content from um, from people out there um, mm-hmm. submit. Because um, we, well, we already got like a the 20 com- pages of comics, so we already mm-hmm. and then. So we have already more than half of it 
So um, we could probably, we're going to fit like a flash fiction mm -hmm. story, short story up to 1,500 words. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for an article about um, something to do with time uh, travel. Oh, that's going to be pretty and, cool. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes you, sometimes somebody will just send me some cool stuff. It'll be last time with mantras at the last minute, right before I was about to print. Um, somebody sent me like a, a four page comic, which was really cool. Oh, and we threw that in, then in, in, in the back. Um, mm -hmm. It was called The Southern Tale. It was just a really cool little little comic. So you know, sometimes I don't know, even know what the hell's going to be in it. Until mm -hmm. I, you know, <laughs> I go to the print and someone says, oh, that's cool. Uh, but you always find something here at the at the last minute. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't really know sometimes what, what's going to happen with it. So yeah. hopefully it's just like, oh, you find some cool stuff here and there. And then there's usually always some kind of surprises. Um, and it's always bigger than than I expect, too. So it's, who knows? It might be 60 pages and. <laughs> <laughs> a ton of other stuff before we're done with it uh so that's what's fun with doing that because it's really kind of like off the cuff mm -hmm. and, you know you're kind of like uh not always planning this what's what's going to happen but but it always it, it turns out pretty well and uh I, I think the last issue was was pretty cool and i think this 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 issue is now we're kind of like more like forming um you know like um the format for it mm -hmm. we didn't really have a theme for the first yeah. one yeah. kind of a lot we, we, most of the stuff was kind of like classic monster stuff, but then we yes. had some fantasy stuff. But I think we'll probably going forward, it'll be more themed, like to to kind of complement whatever um, project we're we're doing. That it's going to be, um, yeah, you know, whatever Kickstarter campaign it's in, it will will try to do something that that you know complements it well. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, Zach. Are there any other members of the creative team that you guys and James feel free to jump in that you guys want to give shout outs to, you know, um, oh. my mm -hmm. buddy, uh, Jeremiah Lambert helps a lot. He kind of helps, uh, edit the art and mm -hmm. he does the lettering and yeah, he's doing the lettering for the book and, uh, helped me a little bit with the logo oh, okay. and, uh, just overall, uh, I rely on his OCD to, Get the get the pages right and everything. <laughs> James, what about you? Do you have you want to give out shout outs to any um anyone else? Um Yeah, we'll have we'll have variant covers from Dave Acosta, who mm -hmm. does uh, David Avaloni, the Elvira, Mission of the Dark. Uh we'll have another variant from uh JK Woodward. Mm-hmm. The cover for um for Montres it was is uh from uh Russ Braun. Um, and, uh, I think so far that's it as far as, um, yeah. mm -hmm. we're working with. So it's, it's a much smaller than when I'm doing these anthologies and I have to remember like 25 people's names, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it's just really me and Zach. And then, you know, a few other people who, 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 uh, who are helping us out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, usually I'm like, I don't even remember who's, who's in this book, you know, and then I mix them up with other anthologies I'm in. So, so this is a little bit easier. Um, James, I'm going to start off with you and Zach, please chime in. You know, let's say if, you know, some people miss this campaign, you know, let's say, let's say they hear this interview in, and I'm not being sarcastic, but like they hear about this interview in, in September of this year, you know, and they go, oh shoot, man, this sounds like a great, you know, I want to get the first issue or even the monstrous magazine, you know, um, 
you know, is there a website they can go to or can they pre-order stuff? You know. Yeah, I mean, basically go to Mantra's books. If, if it's available, uh, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we I'm sure we'll offer past issues and future campaigns too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Zach, I'm gonna start off with you. I'm, I'm slowly wrapping this up. So, Zach, what was the most fun or exciting thing that you love working on this series? I, I know you guys are bringing out the first issue, but you know, I haven't really done published anything that was mine. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the first thing that's sort of, you know, I'm like part owner on, so, or at least, you know, half owner on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was super exciting. Uh, and being able to, uh, always exciting to like do stories with characters I designed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of from scratch. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's like, really huge on especially like story like i never really contributed to like i i've i've worked on books before where i created the character and i drew it mm-hmm. but you know it's never like part of my story either you know mm-hmm. it was it, it, so this is all this is a new thing for me so this is new like a creator own thing mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's definitely going to be like it's going to ruin me for other things because like, <laughs> as soon as I'm able to do something that's my own, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be hard to go back to something that's not, not my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah James, what a, mm-hmm. Because this, this is the, the first time I'm writing a, a comic book series. Yes. Uh, I've only really written um, short stories and I wrote that graphic novel that, we brought uh, Zach in to do the covering, and then that never happened. Mm-hmm. So first time actually doing like a long form comic book thing that'll actually come out. So that's really fun to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I've never done that, and and it's it's also a first for like even for Monstrous because we were always doing more uh, horror stuff. So this is really the first sci-fi thing yes. that we're doing, mm-hmm. and it's the first time we're doing um you know floppies. We, we were always doing graphic novels and mm-hmm. stuff. So. I've never done a campaign like this where it's just it's a single issue and that will have multiple campaigns now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So who, we might, we might end up doing five campaigns. We might combine some issues and, 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 and do just maybe two or three. Mm-hmm. So this, this is all kind of new too. And it's an, it's a different um, genre. Although the, I think the tone is basically for me, it's like, like the same as like dead, dead Jack, mm-hmm. which is more in, in a sci-fi way um but um so that'd be interesting to see now because the campaign is totally different the structure wise because we're not giving people this is the first time i'm not giving people like the full book or full story this is just you know Mm -hmm. chapter one Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how that works out or if people be like you know you only do horror and then it's like uh you know what's this but i but so far the reception is pretty good i i I don't think people are that you know kind of segment this mm-hmm. is like I'm only into horror. I'm not into this. Yeah. So I don't think that'll be an issue. We we haven't like written too far ahead, but uh, other than just you know plot and outlines, but there's definitely we can definitely throw horror in there. There's there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of public domain horror characters <laughs> that that can overlap with mm-hmm. with our, with our book. 
for sure. So I think it's I think it's going to be a mishmash of of genres when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. So I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So this is this is I think we're all doing this uh, for the first time uh, in this way. So it'll be interesting to see how how it all turns out. This sounds great. It really does. Two more questions. Um, James, I'm going to start off with you. Um, what is your next convention or store appearance for any, um, you know, um, any store appearances uh, for signings in upcoming months? I'll be at AuthorCon in Williamsburg, Virginia. And I think it's like the middle of April. Okay. And that's a really cool convention. So it's just, it's really just authors and it's just about books. Mm -hmm. A lot of books there. So um, I'll have everything. But, you know, well, Dead Detective Society right now isn't available. Mm -hmm. uh, we never released it. Mm -hmm. uh, after, you know, we just, we, we delivered the books to the backers, but um, we haven't released it to the public. But I, I have issues. So that would probably be the only way you can get issue, uh, copies of that uh, mm -hmm. anytime soon would be to go to, to AuthorCon. And then I'll be at StokerCon in San Diego oh, okay. in June. Mm -hmm. And she, Unleash is on the preliminary list for the Stoker, so oh. I'll find out in a week or two if it's nominated. I might not go if I'm not nominated, so it's <laughs> <laughs> true, you guys. Yeah, because yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's in June. And then I think I'm doing a horror convention in Long Island at sometime in... Uh, uh, October. That's going to be pretty cool. Zach, what about you? Your next convention appearance or um, store appearance for uh, autograph signings? Uh, man, I'm usually somewhere for free comic book day, but I'm not <laughs> sure where I'm going to be this year. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be at the next con is going to be Eclipse Con, which will be in uh, SIU uh, Carbondale. Mm -hmm. And and that's uh, that's going to be like the the only one I really have on the books. Mm -hmm. I do I usually do all kinds of conventions every year and I kind of mm -hmm. been taking a break just to work on this book and some other things. Mm -hmm. But um so I'll be at around the I'm I'm in Illinois so I I'm usually hitting the Midwest cons. Oh okay. So I even if I don't have anything scheduled yet I'll I pop in around the Iowa Chicago and mm -hmm. and uh, Wisconsin areas. Final question, Zach. I'm going to start off with you, and then James. Any closing words to our listeners? Uh, check out Omega Eleven if you like. If you like Doctor Who, if mm -hmm. you like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, if you like heist movies, if you like sci-fi. Uh, it's it's definitely and it's it's got a good slice of comedy too. So if you're into comic books, if you're into kind of just random craziness, be sure to check it out. James, what about you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, back uh, the Omega Eleven kicks. I think it'll be it'll be live right by the time yes it mm -hmm. comes out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, the first couple of days we'll have. Um, We'll have some early bird specials mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's just that's like a really fun series. It's really fun to write, and it's really um um. I don't even know if we explored. You know, we're, we're going to probably be going so far with this thing that the deeper we go, um, you know, the the, the more interesting it is, I think it's going to get because we're going to have so many other characters thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the eleven does they don't really show up till a little bit later. So <laughs> if also people maybe have some patience. Uh, I mean, the first issues are very cool, yes. but we deal with some other stuff too. But like, like the 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 origins of his ship mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, so we have a lot of other stuff coming in, mm-hmm. in, in that series. So that's one of the things about doing it this way. When you're doing it issue by issue, yes. you do kind of have to keep people like engaged and and, and interested throughout the whole series. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I think once we get to all all five issues. I think it's going to be really like a, an amazing series and just a, a ton of fun. James and Zach, mahalo. Thank you in Hawaiian for your time. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to interview you. I wish you guys all the success on the Omega 11 campaign. Um, I want to thank Hannah Superfan Promotions for setting up this interview. Hannah, thank you very much. James and Zach, again, I'm going to say I love what you guys are going to be doing with this. And James, like you said, I love it how you just mentioned about the first issue. You guys are just going to focus on Dr. Omega and the Artful Dodger. But then also, too, what's going to be great, too, is that you're going to talk about Dr. Omega's ship, the Cosmos. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's the Cosmos, correct? Yeah. And I think what's great is that you guys are going to slowly slowly introduce characters as the series progressed, because you don't want to just cram it all in the first issue. And then by yeah. issue three, you have no idea. Okay. Well, where, where do we go from here? You yeah. know, or, and, like, and you, you know, we, we <laughs> issue five might not be, you know, we'll see like where we're at at issue five. It's mm-hmm. just, we're, that's kind of a placeholder right now for like the story. We're I hope we can keep going like after issue five, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we're yeah. just kind of, we're just kind of pacing ourselves. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I'd love to do 11 issues for Omega 11. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I think, I think that'd be cool, but like it, or, you know, like I'd like to uh, go as to where we can have any, to, to the point where we have an acceptable, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, a, uh, an ending that we're happy with. Yes. You know, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely try to wrap up an arc mm-hmm. uh, for, for issue five, but you know, if, if, it, if it's popular, we'll, we'll keep going hopefully. Yeah. It's a huge world. So, and we, and we yeah. would be able to do like, you know, like what Alan Moore did with a legal extraordinary gentleman. And he mm-hmm. just kept bringing in new characters. Yes. And, and, yeah different eras and stuff like that so obviously this this can keep going on uh Mm -hmm. and i can say about taking it slow that's what i love about i those are my favorite movies are the ones with those team-ups like like the dirty dozen Mm -hmm. yeah samurais like oh we got to put this 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 team together (laughs) and then i love when they rounding up the team and it's like you know or in like inglorious bastards you know we get introduced to every character and then they have a story and then yes. uh, we learn about them and then they join the team and then we get the next guy. So I love that. And, uh, um, 
you know, if we could have, I would we we would have just could have done like eleven issues just for this series, <laughs> right? And then introduced every character separately, and he has mm-hmm. an issue, you know. So I, I that that's like my favorite thing in the world. So that's why when Jack did bring this to me, I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly one of the things I've wanted to always write was one of those, um, you know, team up um, mm-hmm. stories. So so yeah, I really wanted like take time with that, and I want to introduce different characters and that yes. kind of mm-hmm. rush it. Um, so I think that's what the really uh, the fun part about these type of stories is like I want to know each character and and you know, yeah. know and, and about them and their backstory and how they get into the mm-hmm. into the uh, the Omega Eleven, you know. So James and Zach, you know, I'm gonna back this. This is it sounds great. Oh, thank you. It sounds it's gonna sound like it's gonna be fun. Um, it, yeah. So so so. Listeners, if you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader who loves sci-fi stories, who, you know, um, please check out the Omega 11 issue number one, The Merlin Job. This campaign is live and will end on March 7th. You know, and if you love horror, please check out the second issue of Monstrous that will be featured in this campaign, too, as well. James and Zach, I'm I'm being serious now. Listeners, if you have a friend who loves science fiction stories or, you know, monster horror stories, um, like James said, that um, this monstrous issue is going to focus on time travel. You know, please consider um, backing this campaign and giving your friend, um, you know, um, you know, um, this Kickstarter, you know, as a birthday gift or, or a way to share your love of comics with others. So please consider that. I want to thank Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And if you are a news listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics. Lake Country, Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredical. They are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.